Welcome to the JMAC Tries Podcast. Welcome back to the JMAC Tries Podcast. The show dedicated to bringing you weekly conversations of motivation and positivity with some badass triathletes. And as always, I have another amazing guest for you today. He is Rocky Harris, the brand new, as in six months, CEO of USA Triathlon. So it's pretty cool. I reached out to Rocky about a month ago after I was reading some really neat stuff that he was doing with USAT, asked him to be on my show, Um, didn't really know much about him until I dug a little deeper, and his background is pretty amazing. He's right around my age, a little younger, but he was named uh, top 40 of 40 business leaders in the nation when he worked for his his alma mater, uh, Arizona State University, ASU. He worked there for a bunch of years as COO. He did a lot of great things with that program, with that school, specifically the sports program. He brought women's triathlon into the fold, and they actually won a championship while he was there. He did a lot of fundraising for him, did a lot with social media. So when the position at USAT opened up in August of last year, it seemed like Rocky was a perfect fit. So he takes over the helm, and literally day two of his job, he flies out to meet with Andrew Messick, the CEO of Ironman. And they sit down and figure out what they could do to uh, not only stop the bleeding of losing um, triathlete members, but also to grow the base. And uh, it's no secret that the uh, participation in in triathlon has declined the past couple of years. So twofold, they wanted to stop the decline, but then also grow it. And they put out some lofty goals. They wanted to grow this thing by another 100,000 members over the next couple of years, get it up to half a million members. And it's not just for USAT. It's not just for Ironman. It's in the sport in general. And as Rocky said, they have a rare opportunity to be the all, um, all-inclusive all sport of everybody from you know off-the-couch sprints to Ironman. So they started this uh, campaign called My Time to Try, and the website is mytimetotry.com. And you go there as a beginner, and you basically fool around with you know first time in the water, a little bit of cycling, some running background. And they come up with training programs and they tell you how to start your first race and they put you in touch with local races and they put you in touch with communities and they do all this cool stuff. So they're basically going back to the roots of what makes our sport so special. And it's funny, you know, we chatted about although it can be a very uh, solo sport, you know, yours included, I'm up at 430 in the morning doing my own training by myself in the basement, but I'm actually surrounded by this huge community of triathletes on social, whether it's on Zwift or through my podcast or through Instagram. So we talked about how we have this social aspect 
online and then we do races, it brings us together as social human beings. When we see people out with Iron Man t-shirts or USAT t-shirts or just 5K t-shirts, we have that common bond. So um, Rocky's also an age group triathlete. We didn't talk a lot about it um, through no fault of anybody's, but he is just so passionate and so excited to take on this new role as CEO that we kind of just ran out of time talking about his own accolades. But I thought what was really cool was, and I say this at the end of the show, he just, his motivation and positivity with our sport is just oozing out. And I had a really great conversation with him. And I really hope you enjoy this one as well. Obviously, we're all inspired to do to do triathlons. That's why you're listening to my show. But he, he threw this out there and he's asking every single one of us to find 10 new members, 10 new people to do their first triathlon. So it's a challenge that I've accepted and I'm I'm hopefully doing that with this podcast, but more directly asking people just to go to the website, check out my time to try, see what they have to say. And uh, I think it's, it's best for all of us if we get more people to do our amazing sport. So without further ado, the CEO of USA Triathlon, Mr. Rocky Harris. Hello, Rocky. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Technology's working. I like it. See, I, it's always, uh, I always got my fingers crossed when I do these calls for a lot of reasons, but technology is always the one I'm most worried about. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but that's just the age we live in. So, um, <laughs> but I also think it's pretty cool that I can record an entire podcast and disseminate it over a cell phone. So, yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> so, hey, thank you so much for taking some time to, uh, to sit down and talk with me. Yeah, happy to do it. So you're out in Colorado? Yeah, Colorado Springs. I uh, moved here about uh, five or six months ago and lived in Arizona the last six years. Uh, so I've been adjusting to the weather, but I'm really loving the community. Weather is, so it's clearly not as warm as Arizona? Not as warm I and mean, it's beautiful and sunny, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to the cold. So I'm just <laughs> adjusting. But, I, you know, it's, if that's my biggest complaint, things are great. <laughs> exactly. So you're, you're an ASU alum that I see? Yeah, I went to undergrad at Arizona State and then uh, grad school at University of San Francisco. Uh, so, yeah, but but yeah, still uh, still have close ties to ASU. That was the last place I worked. And uh, and so still still spend a lot of time watching their games and, and enjoying, uh, you know, the sports that they play there. Yeah. And so why don't we kind of just uh, want to get into your background, but that's a great place to start. I was in prepping for our call, just kind of going through what you've done and you, your LinkedIn profile was like three pages long. So oh, no, <laughs> no, it's you know, usually it's the longer those things are, the, the, the less depth there is. So don't, don't take too much uh, out of that as, as something that's uh, significant at all. <laughs> that's so fun. I'm like, wow, this guy is pretty old. And then I said, oh, well, you're my age. So yes. kudos, I, I guess I keep forgetting like we are the next people to kind of take over the reins of everything. So Good yeah, and I think, us. you know, people like we're at this like we have this sweet spot and people in there, I'd say early 40s uh, because we grew up with technology around us. Um, but we also uh, at least started our careers with kind of the old school mentality. Yes. So we're, we're it's a great balance between uh, people, you know, who are in their their 50s and 60s um, and people in their 20s. I feel like at least for me, it's allowed me to understand and really bridge the gap um, uh, of, and, and I think that's why many people in you know the 38 to 44 age range are, are seeing a lot of success out there. 
Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And I, um, I think one of the biggest things that we bring to the table as you know, I'm 43, uh, is we actually know how to speak on the phone and have a conversation with someone face to face. Yep. Um, and look, right, thank in. you cards occasionally. Yeah. Those things that, yeah, that, that um, have, have somewhat uh, gone away in our, in, in, especially in the professional industry. That's so funny. I did, I did a, a presentation last month for my alum. alum so I'm a Providence college grad. So okay. I've been, in, I've been in the cold weather my entire life. So, um, but I did a presentation to a bunch of students and that's actually the prop I brought in was a thank you card with the PC mm-hmm. logo on it. I said, you don't know how valuable this thing is. It's, it's a $5 investment and it goes a long way to actually write down, you know, write a thank you card to someone and have someone get a handwritten note. So, um, yeah, and I think, you know, we're, we're lucky too, because, you know, we see the value in technology as well. Um, we see that this, this younger generation, like all the, the tremendous value they bring to, uh, to work and professional environment. Um, but we, we also have the training again from people who've been around the block and actually done it the right way, um, never cut corners. And so it, I really feel like, you know, hopefully we can pass some of that down and pass some of that up too. If you know what, with this younger generation, I'm learning more from the younger generation right. than, than anyone, uh, because they're, they're really innovative. Uh, they're forward thinking, uh, they really care about impacting society. Uh, and, and, you know, they're not, they're, they're not going to take the typical path that our parents took to, to a seat at the top. And so, you know, I'm trying to balance that out, learn from them and then adapt our business model to, to make sure that we're a great place to work for the younger generation. Well, I think that's a great, you know, that's a great point you made. Cause when I was kind of going back to looking at your ASU days, it, from what I read in just a little blurb said you kind of brought in some communication and branding strategies, um, specifically digital media, digital marketing that they probably didn't have in place because it was run by, I don't want to use the word older, but an older generation that was used to doing it a certain way. Yeah. You know, we were, as most sports and entertainment and even businesses were, were using social media, digital media as just another PR tool instead of using it as an engagement tool where you, build a relationship with people and uh, you know that's really what, what the emphasis on digital and technology is just a way for us to be able to directly communicate to people not just the media and so you know a lot of where I went each time I had to flip the, the, the mindset from it being a, a tool to communicate press releases and stats to a place where we engage communicate learn adapt um, and, and really differentiate ourselves and stand out I think Social media in particular, you can have a lot of fun on it and have a personality and uh, showcase who you are as an organization or as an individual. And, you know, a lot like even at ASU and I went there, we didn't have a social media coordinator. We didn't have a digital person overseeing our website. It was just a bunch of our SIDs who were really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I brought in a head of digital. I brought in social media team and our, uh, our numbers and impact. And really, I felt like the conversation with people changed. Um, we went from feeling people feeling like we were separate from them, that we're there's this wall built up around us to being a part of them and being, they felt like they knew us. And that, it's a really important part of, you know, especially digital media. But, you know, now it's advanced further to technology uh, beyond digital and social and engagement and about how we can learn more about our customers through uh, data and through business intelligence so we can serve them better and make sure that we provide them with relevant content, relevant offers. Um, and really customize an experience for them. And that's really where, where we're moving uh, with USA Triathlon as well. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, back in the day, 
digital media was just about sending out press releases, one-sided with very little response. And it sounds like you kind of, you know, you're taking initiative. You did it at ASU and now at USA Triathlon with actually engaging your customers, right? Engaging us, the triathletes, and wanting to hear what we have to say and having that open conversation on the platform. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're, you know, we're a member-run organization. We're, you know, a nonprofit. Um, so it's a, a different than the places I've worked in the past. We're, you know, we're, we're looking at really learning from the industry on things that they need from us so we can better serve them. And I don't know that that, if that was the mindset in the past, I think it was more of a, you know, develop a good business model that, that generates revenue that can support the sport, which is very important, but we just have to change the way we approach things and become more service oriented, make sure that we're, we're hearing the issues that race directors are having out there that we're hearing the concerns from, from participants uh that, that you know they're they're not enjoying this part of the overall triathlon experience and, and our job as a national governing body is to step in and and make the experience better try to uh, remove roadblocks and the only way you can do that is by listening and, and what i saw early on is yes yeah, social digital media is great at doing that but you know old school phone calls and <laughs> emails um i think are really important to, to hearing from people who are on the ground know the problems, know how to solve them. And then what we can do is spread those ideas around the country. We can share really good best practices around the country. And so that's a big priority for me. So you've only been at the helm for five months? Yes. Yes, five months. <laughs> yeah, and my first few months were pretty crazy because I came in right at, you know, the busiest part of the season, like right when, you know, we were holding, uh, you know, a World Cup event here in, in Sarasota to, you know, Kona to our national championship. Uh, to worlds and overseas, so I, oh, I God, that's right. running in my first <laughs> six weeks were really, and it was actually it was really nice because I came in at a time where I got to meet many of the key constituents, yep. the key players, on day one, uh, and so it gave me really an advance, and it advanced my learning and understanding of where we needed to move as a, as, a, as an organization, and I think what I learned most, and that I'd never, you know, I just hadn't done this in, before, but. I sent a questionnaire to our staff so I could learn about USA Triathlon, their thoughts, their feelings, uh, where they thought we could really grow and improve what we, they thought we were doing well, you know, basic SWOT analysis. Mm-hmm. And the feedback I got there I'm still using today is my, is our platform for change and improvement and where we're going because the staff had such good ideas that I've basically taken and, 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 and figured out, okay, where are their themes here? And taken the themes, and that's become our platform now. And what do you think is the biggest? We'll, we'll use your word. What's the biggest theme that you're really focused on right now? So we're we're in, what, in February, so technically an off season for at least for us here in New England. Um, but obviously, <laughs> obviously planning the schedule, right? I did my I did a duathlon last weekend in Arizona. So <laughs> oh, I don't want to hear some places. <laughs> exactly, but I mean, I think you know. My past guests, the, the first big race coming up is, um, I, you know, Oceanside. There's some down in Florida, yep. obviously. Um, but we are uh, here in New England. We are thinking long and hard about what our season looks like. I just signed up for all my races. Um, I will be at national championships this year in Cleveland. So very nice. I'm excited for that. Yeah, but- we have uh, we have 66 percent growth year over year on that event in terms of participation. And, yet, you know, I think the, the question was going to be, what, what's our number one focus? Yeah. Bringing new participants to the sport, growing okay. the sport. Um, as a national governing body, I think it's our responsibility to do whatever we can to get more and new people, people who are thinking about doing a triathlon and conv- giving them the resources and support to be, uh, become triathletes. 
And if we do that, it helps the entire industry. I know I like competing in events that are filled up. I enjoy yeah. more than yeah. empty events. I know race directors, this is their, 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 you know, careers. This is what they do for, for a living. Um, so they'll, they'll benefit the brands, you know, uh, from merchandisers to retailers are going to benefit clubs, coaches are going to benefit. And so if we had one North star that we mm-hmm. need to focus on, it's, it's about growth, bringing new people to the sport and then, you know, bringing back people to the sport who left us over the, yeah. the last five years. That's also critically important. You know, they left for various reasons and we have to show them true value, not, not just the experience of being a traffic. They've done that, but also I, we're looking really hard at, uh, you know, creating a value proposition for anyone that we interact with from participants, members, coaches, clubs, race directors, and really trying to figure out how we deliver more value to them versus just extracting value. Well, I think that's, let's stick on that point. So that was one of the things I wanted to kind of look at was your time to try initiative that you yes. guys, now, was that there before you got there or after? No, you? actually my second, my first day on the job, I met with the CEO <laughs> of USA Cycling, who uh-huh. we hadn't met with, uh, you know, at least not had any real strong relationship with in the past. And his office is literally uh, across the parking lot, like a block away from yep. And so I met with him day one. Day two, I flew to Chattanooga. Uh, for a 70.3 World uh, Championship and met with with Andrew Messick and some of his senior executives and mm-hmm. CEO of, of Ironman. And, you know, we decided in that moment that we had to do something uh, to impact the industry, to, to make a make a change and not just sit idly by and hope that, you know, by doing the same thing that we'll get a different result. And so, uh, you know, he he was, he and I both had a like complete alignment around growing participation and it's not growing Ironman participation, which is originally like what I thought when we first started. This right. Race. It wasn't about that at all. It was Going to the bringing... mothership and saying, I want everything. Yeah, I mean, that's more long term anyways. Right? It's going to benefit them long term. Sure. Benefit us, but it was really more about helping the industry and promoting short course racing, uh, you know, uh, changing the, what now is a perception of triathlon that it's Ironman or long course triathlon or bust. And nobody actually, and from a, when you talk to average people out there, they think now that a triathlon is an Ironman and we Correct. really have to change that, that perception. And it's one event and why <laughs> it is. And I mean, and they've done a good job building a brand sure. and I don't think, the sport of triathlon, including USA triathlon has done a very good job of balancing that out with talking about all the options from pool triathlons, reverse, short, super sprint, right? All the things that are out there that make it so anyone can do it. And that's really what Andrew and I have committed to is focusing on local races, short course racing, teaching people how to swim, removing all the barriers that are out there. So there are no excuses. And so we have a lot of resources from coaches and clubs and race directors who are fully committed to this and want to see this, this happen. And it really what it took is, look, the governing body and, and Ironman and, and race directors and everybody else around the country saying enough's enough. Um, you know, we're not heading in the right direction and we have to, we have to make change. And so we created a, a website to start with, which is mytimetotry.com and essentially allows first time or people who are interested in becoming triathletes a path to get there it actually has sliders on it to you can basically get content we have content that's relevant based on how much experience you have so if you have very little swimming experience you can say whether you're a beginner intermediate or advanced swimmer and and same with the other two disciplines and and uh, cycling and running and we can we have specific content for you we also have free um, simple, easy to use training plan. So you can do your first sprint triathlon. We also have, uh, local races in your area that are being promoted. So you can sign up for your first triathlon. And so what we wanted to do is take the resources we have 
and create a portal where we could send people to learn how to become triathletes. And that's just the beginning. That's just like step one of, right. of time to try is we felt like we had to send people somewhere so they could get information. And that's the start. Now we're focused on, you know, growing the sport. We actually, this is an industry initiative, not like an Ironman and USA triathlon one. The industry at, 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 at TBI, the, con- the conference last month, like got behind it in such a big way. It, 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 it motivated me to do even more. Um, you know, we had media who are, are providing gifting kind donations, you know, like triathlete magazines, given a hundred thousand dollars in free ads to promote wow. time to try. We have race directors who in the moment committed to adding uh, youth events and committed to create at every one of their events. They're going to do uh, swim uh, uh, clinics at every one of their events. They're going to do a multi, you know, multi-sport one-on-one type clinic to teach people like the spectators there and others how to become triathletes. So we had all these commitments across the board. And so what we're doing now is trying to figure out, okay, how do we, there's already all these great ideas happening around the country. People are figuring out ways to attract triathletes, people who weren't triathletes to become triathletes. So we need to take those best practices, those best ideas and share them across the country. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I'm, I'm really focused on is not coming up with every idea because we're not the experts, the people on the ground are, it's taking the best ideas and, and multiplying them. Yeah. And I, th- you, you, you just said, so I was kind of looking at um, the slow twitch article that they did when you guys announced this at TBI and all these, all these groups that got behind it, but it's, it's awesome to see that it's not just an Ironman initiative. It's, it's bigger than that. Right. So it's, it's local race directors who, who want, this is how they make their living. So they want to get behind this and co- obviously helping coaches and add, add space as well. So I give, I give credit to the whole industry. I mean, I've been doing this 12 years and I, you know, I, when I was first got into it, it was on the upslope and it probably has had a big, you know, we, what, how long do you think it peaked member wise? Uh, like 2012, 13, that area. Yeah. And yeah. I know there's so many reasons why, but um, clearly you guys are doing a great job trying to figure out how we get to the next level. Yeah. And if you think about this, you know, I met with Andrew at five, five months, five and a half months ago. You know, our team didn't get together till about uh, six weeks after that because we had to, you know, bring everyone together. And we flew to Tampa with my senior staff and, and his, went with his senior staff for two full days. We right. shared our calendars and met with them. Then they came back out here a month later to Colorado Springs and met for a full day. And we launched it like three weeks later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so our like for just to show you the change, I think for if people think USA Triathlons, this old slow uh, bureaucratic government. Run yeah. kind of, it's, it's, it, if it was, which I don't think it actually was, it's not anymore. Yeah. And I think that's just that small sign of, you know, my staff who just did an incredible job, Ironman staff who committed their time resources to this. It was a great way. And all we wanted to do was launch this and give this platform for others to join and be a part of it within the industry. Well, I think all too often as we, you know, we're both business people. It's, you know, I, I've always found that the ready, uh, fire aim mentality works better than ready aim <laughs> fire. I mean, we obviously have to do the back work. You got to figure out what you want to do, but then just get the thing out there and, yep. you know, get enough interest and, and don't be afraid to make changes or tweak it um, along the way. And especially with you guys, I mean, it's seasonal, right? So if you launch this thing in August, it just, you, you miss the whole season. So exactly. to have to launch it at the end of last year, um, is the perfect time. And now you have all this off season to kind of to tweak it as we head into a, a full season coming up. 
Yep. No, and I, you know, yeah, going to market, you know, getting things, shipping things quickly is important. I think it's only though important for initiatives that you know you have to do because it's so critically important. Right. On things that where I think you need really strong analysis and criticism and critiquing and all that stuff is when you're thinking and and because the worst thing an organization can do is spread themselves too thin and try to be everything to everybody. Mm-hmm. But when you have one objective. You do you ship it and then you figure it out along the way, and then everything else. I think you have to overanalyze to make sure you're not wasting your time doing things that really aren't critically important to the growth of the sport. Well, and you just said you know the collaboration that you got Ironman behind you, you got race directors behind you, you got Triathlete Magazine behind you. So even though you know you're all separate organizations, you're all tied into the greater good, which is growing our sport. You know, when it, we're selfishly for all of us, this is yeah. the, the most beneficial thing we can do for the industry. Right. You know, the, like I said earlier, the, the more people who participate in the sport, I mean, everybody wins. Right. There's not one loser when that happens. And so I, at the, the industry knows, at least from from uh, with USA, our commitment is collaboration. It's to collaborate with the industry. Our, our commitment is to innovate, to come up with new ideas. And our in our commitment, too, is to not sit here and, and, and expect everyone else to do it. And also the commitment from the industry is that we're not going to do everything because we're just the national governing body. Um, and right. so we all play a role in this. And it, it's not any one group or any one individual that's going to make the difference. It's every, the collective coming together and saying we're, we're, we're not we're, we're not going to accept um, modest growth. Uh, we, we need to have transformational growth. And um, that's the only way this is going to work. Uh, and, and I think what we've seen so far is some signs that uh, we're heading in the right direction. And I don't know if you have numbers in front of you in your head, but are there actual numbers you guys want or think or need where we need to be? Yeah, I mean, our, our, we're putting a big target out there. We're saying okay. that we want to grow, uh, you bring 100,000 new participants to the sport over the next three years. Which new would, participants. New participants, which would literally wow. transform the industry. Um, and how and many so, participants now, uh, approximately? 100 plus thousand. Okay. And so, you know, to have that type of growth, uh, that would be something that uh, it, while, while, by the way, it's been flattening or, or decreasing right. every year for the last five. And so this is not only saying we're going to stabilize the industry, which this year, 18 is really a stabilized year. It's like, mm-hmm. let's get everything together. Let's put all <laughs> the infrastructure together and like, let's launch from there. And so but uh, so we're 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 putting our necks on the line. The industry is saying, look, we, we need to commit to a big number and get after it. And have you seen it? You have you seen some signs so far that it's kind of working or kind of stabilizing? Oh yeah, and uh, you know, there's the the last three years have been really uh, really tough on the mm-hmm. industry, and so what we're seeing now, and I always say that, and I've seen this with change, is it's first it starts with psychology of like people believing that the change is here, that improvement can happen, and they start seeing signs of the positive change, right? What's happening? And so right now we're in that phase of the mindset has finally sh- has shifted among the industry. We're not doing any woe is me. Um, <laughs> the, you know, the world, is, the world's a bad place. I mean, we are a strong sport. We're the biggest, we're the biggest by the far, by far of any country in terms of participation. Um, so we have a lot going for us. We're an Olympic sport. Obviously yep. it's a, it's a, it's to me, it's the, it has triathlon and multi-sport overall has the best future uh, in America out of any, of any, almost any sport, I believe, because 
Um, it's something you can do from the time you're a kid to the time you're, you're old. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it, there's not, you know, overuse injuries from only focusing on one sport. There's just so many benefits. And I think we have to change, reposition our brand of the sport is something that's a part of your lifestyle and healthy living. Um, and it's not impossible to do. Anyone can do it. And I think if we can shift that, uh, the psychology is going to change and then the numbers will change. So it's pretty early to determine whether the numbers will change. But right now I'm seeing a tremendous amount of activity. I'm having race directors reach out to me saying they're hitting record numbers already. Um, So, you know, it's it's still pretty early. I don't want to get overly excited about it, Um, but I am excited about the commitment from the industry. Well, I think one of the biggest things that I try and do here on my podcast is bring on people that incorporate triathlon as a lifestyle, right? So, I mean, you spend, uh, double digit hours per week doing something that we all love and it, it can't be a one-off it, ha- it has to be integrated into your lifestyle that you have a family so you know i do as well and two of the three races this year that i've signed up for have kids races for my 11 year old daughter who's going to do them and yeah there's no way you know that's why i think so i stopped playing golf many years ago because it wasn't a lifestyle it was more of a chore and a burden but I, if you integrate triathlon into your lifestyle, it just becomes part of your life that you do as an 11 year old up through your, you know, 80 plus years old. And, um, I think that's really important that you guys are looking at it from that perspective. Yeah. And I, you know, I actually got on a soapbox the other day and kind of <laughs> preached about that. And one of the things that I really felt firmly about is, you know, I grew up with physical education classes every day and we don't have those anymore in the schools. I mean, we right. do, but it's limited. And so I'm struggling with my kids. I have three little girls. Okay. Which sports to put them in? And so, you know, they're in gymnastics, soccer, ballet. They're in all these different activities. And what I'm finding is I'm getting somewhat frustrated because I can't expose them to a lot of sports in an efficient way. And I really think that we can push triathlon to parents as a sport that you can have your young you know, child once a week, just like I have to drive them three or four different places a week, once a week go there for an hour and learn three different disciplines, three different sports, train in three different sports, rather than going to one, learning one sport, going to another the next night, learning another sport. We can really make it so triathlon can be a great way for you to learn how to bike, swim, bike, and run and learn how to do it at an elite level. And I think that, so that's a big deal. We also have to figure out ways, just like you said, at races, right? Yep. Um, Amanda oversees our, our, our paratriathlon uh, uh, elite, elite uh, program. She had a great idea yesterday. I mean, she's a parent. I'm a parent. But, you know, having daycare races right. where you can literally take your kid to their kid race. You can drop them off. You can go do a race and then come back and your kid, you know, they'll be safe. I know that sounds silly to some people. Those are the type of barriers we have to try to figure out how to help race directors and others remove to, to make it so, uh, like you said, a community of family experience can be had there without me, my wife and I having to decide which one of us is going to participate. Now we both can if we do things like that. Uh, that in and of itself is a great idea. There's a series by me. It's a, it's a Thursday night series right after work and a bunch of, um, bus, a bunch of us go there and race and it's local. It's a sprint. Um, it's competitive, but it's fun. And it's at a lake. So a lot of us have turned it into bringing our spouses and, and family with us. And there's enough parents there that the, aren't racing that they could watch a group of kids. So a lot of the parents that do race get to race and then hang out with the kids afterwards. Um, unlike golf, right, which is, you know, just going out there with your buddies for six hours. But you guys have such an opportunity to integrate this into a family lifestyle. I think it's, it's an amazing opportunity. 
And, you know, tri- what makes triathlon special for many people is it, it creates a community around them. You know, that's why the sport was so special early on is it was communities that kind of from in your community, you got together with people who were like minded yep. and started participating. And I think in some ways, not everywhere, but we've gotten away from that. It's such an individual sport. I mean, I know I train alone 90 percent of the time. Um, so having those community events and experiences where you come together with other like minded triathletes, people like you uh, and creating these community experiences, uh, I think are the, is the future of our sport and creating festival like experiences, at, at multi-sport festivals and and not making it just about the triathlon, but making it about uh, community fun, recreation, enjoyment, uh, a holistic experience rather than being one dimensional and just about the participants. Yeah, and I think ironically, it is such an individual sport. And I'm with you. I'm a, I'm a 4:35 a.m. training guy. But from going back to our original uh, opening conversation about social media, I've now taken this. You know, me being in my basement at 5 a.m., I'm on Zwift with a thousand other people all around the world. <laughs> and but then go back to your point is then we can go to a race and see all these people that I only know online by some goofy avatar or some crazy name. Um, but then we get to come together as social beings again. So it's a cool full circle opportunity for our sport. I mean, and there's even that commonality that I like about the sport where you see somebody with a, you know, an event or race shirt on, right. And you're standing in a line somewhere and you have this common bond with them and you know, I think that we as triathletes should be really proud of that and really create this community where, and I saw this when I lived in Texas, actually, Texans are really big into, you know, having some commonality and things that make them connect. And mm-hmm. so like I saw this at Texas A&M, which they're, you know, they, they all wear these rings, right, that, that show that they're alums there. And the amount of interaction that they have everywhere they go. Uh, and, and that feeling of connectedness is something that I think is just a simple thing that, you know, as triathletes, we just have to do a better job of saying, hey, you know, and I know we talk a lot, but when you see somebody say something that lets them know that you respect them because they're a triathlete. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're dead on with that. And um, I think it's what's one of the great things about our community is it doesn't matter if you're coming in first or last, you're doing the same amount of work you know, to get to the starting line. And that's what I've had the most enjoyment with on social media, with this community and doing this podcast. And uh, I'm so glad I could bring you on here, Rocky. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So I want to, uh, I don't want to take up a lot more of your time, but as we kind of wrap this up, is there, you know, you've kind of talked about the short-term future. What's, what's the long-term future? I don't know what type of contract they signed you in there. But um, clearly, you've done a lot in your first couple of months. What's the next couple of years look like once you get past this three-year initiative? You know, I think that, you know, for me, I, I just care about the sport. I'm passionate about the sport. I, I left my alma mater where I was the chief operating officer, really in my home. It was my hometown, my family around, my sister, my wife, everyone around us, friends, um, to come to USA Triathlon because I felt like, we needed to change. We needed to have strong uh, impact the entire industry. And I felt like based on my background of working in pro sports and corporate America and college athletics, that I could be uniquely positioned because I don't only care about it, but I've seen what works in other sports. I've seen, and I believe we can apply some of those best practices here. And so for me, it, it, you know, it, it was a passion play to get here right now. Yes. The next, it'll always be about participation and mm-hmm. growth of the sport. But I think what I want to do is show that uh, change the entire perception of our sport in our country. 
um, again, from something that's impossible to something that's possible for anybody. I want to show that the sport is something I want to get, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at getting a hundred thousand youth into the sport. Uh, we're looking at, uh, right now we have 40% participation among women that should continue to grow. Um, and, and we're really focused really on local races. And I think if we can, as the national governing body over the next three, four, five, six years, start showing real value to everyone that interacts with our sport. So we're delivering value to the entire industry. Then what's going to happen is when things come up, when over the next few years, uh, when there's issues, uh, we can be right at the forefront of helping mm-hmm. solve those rather than being on the sidelines, which we've been in, in many times in the past. And so I'm just excited because I'm, I'm obviously passionate about this. Um, you know, we, we've seen some improvements here already early on. And the future of our sport has never been brighter. And, and, you know, there are other industries, and I talk a lot about this. Other industries have, you know, uh, slides occasionally. Mm-hmm. And it's how they respond to it right. and how they commit to uh, getting back. Uh, they, they all come back when, when you actually have a commitment, a c- collaborative commitment from the entire industry to come back. And you saw that in the mortgage industry. You saw that in the auto industry. Yep. You've seen that in technology over and over again. And I think for us, uh, luckily, no one's panicking. Uh, hopefully, no one's panicking. <laughs> um, that, you know, we do have an approach. And what I want to do is make sure four or five years from now, our sport is seen as the in- endurance sport in-, in America. The one that if you want uh, to really have the best experience, that's it. And the, the last thing I want to say is I really want to make position and brand triathlon is the most inviting and welcoming sport in America. And nobody owns that right now, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's, yeah. like, it's great that people raise their hands at events when they're first timers, but it kind of begins and ends there. Right. And I think we have to do this thing where, because it's so, I mean, we have so many, we have such a, a, an interesting subculture where we have all these things you have to figure out to do with transition and everything you have to do come a few hours before the event and all, you know, all the gear and everything. So what we have to do is figure out how do we make it so easy for somebody how do we give them the resources they need? How do we help them along the way? How do we make them feel really special when they are, at, you know, uh, participating in their first triathlon? And I think if we can do a few of those things, we're going to be set up for long-term success as a sport. Well, listen, Rocky, the, the goal of my podcast is all about motivation and positivity in our sport. And I think you just nailed both of those things. So if, if you don't get people excited to go out there and grow our sport, I don't think anybody else can. So kudos to you. And Yeah, one last comment to your yeah. listeners. Go out and get 10 people this year to okay. become triathletes. Help them out. Teach them. Give them training plans. Sign up for a race, even if you're uh, you know, a competitive stud. Sign up for a race and help them through it. Um, I'm doing that right now with people that I know, and it's not be. I, and I've been doing this my whole since I started in, in endurance sport. My wife actually, she's a she's a trail runner and was was a cyclist, and she did her first duathlon last week. I'm, I've I've convinced her to do a, her first triathlon nice. this year. Um, and again, it's, it's my wife, so it's pretty low hanging. <laughs> right. But what I'm asking is is everyone, if you go out and commit to that, and what that does, it gives people the support that they need to feel comfortable with starting our sport. Awesome. Well, I will. Um, I. I... I appreciate that challenge. I accept that challenge and I will throw that out there to all my listeners as well. And uh, as we wrap this up, um, I really want you to come back towards either the middle, the end of the season and let's kind of regroup and see how far we've come along, you know, at least after being in the, in the chair for at least nine months to a year. So 
That sounds good to me. Whenever you, whenever you want me on, I'm, I'm there. Awesome. So um, I will wrap it up here. So Rocky Harris, the new chief executive officer of USA Triathlon. I truly appreciate your time. Um, I love the motivation and positivity you're bringing to this sport. And uh, as a 12-year veteran, you got me charged up again to continue with this sport forever. So thank you so much. Yeah, let's roll. Let's get it going. All right, Ryan. Have a great day. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye. So what would you guys think? Rocky Harris, pretty motivating and positive, huh? I mean, they just nailed it when they hired him to take over this role. Definitely someone that is excited and energized and full of energy and just looking to take on any challenge thrown at him. He obviously did it with his five years at ASU, and he's looking to um, to take USAT back to the powerhouse that it was many years ago with membership and uh, obviously giving back to us as members so uh, great conversation with rocky really excited for what he's done just in his first six months and looking forward to the future of usa triathlon so really excited to have him on my show and i just wanted to thank him again for his time Um, truly great what he's doing and also accepting his challenge of bringing on 10 new members from each of us so all my listeners go out there and find 10 new people to come and join our awesome sport and uh, it's only going to help all of us. So again, Rocky Harris, new CEO of USA Triathlon. And I also want to thank you guys, my listeners, because without you, I wouldn't have a show. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for going on iTunes, giving me five stars. Truly appreciate that. Thank you for all the positive feedback. And just thank you for being as badass as you guys are. So again, I am Mac. This is my show. You know how to find me, jmac underscore tries. Talk soon.